Want to know how to take your home from lackluster to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! Hey podcasters, today's big question is, have you ever played it so safe thinking you were doing the right thing choosing neutrals and ended up with a really boring one-dimensional room? Well today I'm going to talk you through how to go from boring to beautiful. Plus, we'll go to Italy for the hot new trends coming out of the Milan Furniture Fair. Subscribe for exclusive perks and insider tips at finditstylet.com.au. Welcome to the Find It Style It podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Keenan, and I'd like to say a big welcome back to my co-host and producer, Scott Keenan. And husband. And husband, Scott Keenan. (laughs) It's great to be back. Thank you. And I know you've had some great conversations the last couple of weeks with some really interesting people, uh, Tara from Provider Store and your client, Kathleen. Yeah. So Kathy's house was the um, Art Deco Dump, which is featured on our website, but it's not a dump anymore. No, episode three and episode five, you talked to Tara. I did talk to Tara. Sorry, brain snap there. Yes, spoke to (laughs) Tara, the creator of Provider Homewares, and I had a great chat with her about her design process. She's got her new range coming coming out very shortly, which we're going to be keeping it's in out mind. Now. Oh, it's out now. It's out now. So check out providerstore.com.au. And you've been getting some great feedback from listeners on the podcast, which is fantastic. We know people are listening and they've been emailing you with some of their design dilemmas. And one of them, it's one of those ones where you might have gone for a safe option uh, a while ago, a few years ago, and now safe just looks boring. Yeah, look, I think we've all fallen into this trap, and it was certainly a trap that uh, Jess from Northern New South Wales has fallen into. And Jess emailed me last week, and I'm going to read this out now. She says, I'm full of inspiration to make my living room look gorgeous, but every time I look at it, I have no idea where to start. It's so brown and boring, and boring has about five O's in it and exclamation marks. She goes on to say, let's just say when we collected our pieces of furniture about 10 years ago, brown, boring and neutral seemed like safe choices. I can't afford to buy new pieces of furniture, so I have to work with what I've already got. I know I need to inject some colour through cushions, artwork, etc., but I get so overwhelmed by what's out there, I can never make a decision, so I end up getting nothing. Frustrating, she says. Very frustrating. Signed, frustrated. (laughs) With more exclamation points. (laughs) (laughs) And it's understandable because it is hard once you've got a bit of a palette and you've got some furniture in there, your big pieces, and you have invested in them for a range of different reasons. Maybe it was what you could afford at the time or it was what was on trend at the time, but you you over time maybe don't like them as much or they don't suit where you'd like your room to look like. Yeah, look, I think everybody's fallen into this little trap at one point or another. And uh, like you said, it can be for a variety of reasons. And But, you know, it's not all lost. There are, there are ways to recover the situation and, and uh, you know, bring it into this decade and, you know, get it looking fantastic again. So let's deal with this design dilemma now and, and help out Jess from Northern New South Wales. First things first, how do we deal with this problem? Well, I haven't seen pictures of Jess's room, but from what she's said here, I think the biggest thing we need to do is really break up the brown. Break up the brown. Break up the brown. So I think the thing is when your sofa and your timber furniture are similar colours or tones – 
the whole room just ends up looking quite muddy and a bit heavy. And I think that's, you know, that's where she's falling into this problem of everything just looking a bit dull. And one dimensional. So bringing in some extra colour to break things up could help with the depth of the room and make it look a bit more interesting. Yeah. So it's all about layers, really. That's what you want to create in any interior space is layers. And they're the most successful rooms. And we're going to talk a bit about how how Jess is going to be able to do that. All right. So in order to break up the problem colours and, and this palette, maybe the wall is the obvious first place to start. If Jess can, I would start with the wall colour. So some really crisp white walls are really going to help to provide a lot of freshness in a space like this. Anything too creamy is going to make the brown just look browner and muddier, which is Yellow. what we want to avoid. Yep. Alternatively, if Jess thinks that white is too stark, then I'd probably go for a really soft blue base grey, which will create sort of a modern and cosy look. So if she can, I don't know what her situation is, but I'd either pay a painter or rope your husband into painting it for you or paint it yourself. Been there, done that. Um, you know, hey, I've picked up paintbrushes before, so I'm sure, Absolutely. you know, get Jess onto it. She's, you know, be, make a real difference, I think, to paint the walls. I personally love white walls, but uh, it's not for everybody, especially if you've got kids. You know, you might think that you're going to get some sticky finger marks on, on walls. And so that's where, you know, a light, soft blue base grey would be another alternative. And you really shouldn't underestimate the importance and the difference that uh, a splash of paint on the walls can make. Yeah, look, apart from just changing the colour, it also just generally freshens up the room and that can make a huge difference. And, and like they say, a change is as good as a holiday. So, you know, a change in wall colour might be, uh, you know, all she needs to really get moving on this project. So we know that Jess has got um, some big pieces that she's probably not really prepared to change at the moment and wants to know what she can do to improve the room. Mm -hmm. What are some of the accessories perhaps that she could bring into the room to start to add that depth and those layers that you were talking about before? Well, I think it's definitely time to introduce some colour and some texture. So what people don't realise is that brown is actually a pretty versatile colour. In this instance, I'd probably go for a spectrum of blues in a range of patterns and a range of different fabrics um, for cushions. I think that'd be the first place I'd start. It okay. seems logical if you've got a big brown sofa in, in your living room, the first thing you want to do is to break up that brown with some other colour and texture. So I'd be going for blue in this instance. So Jess might have a, a leather lounge or a fabric lounge. Should she be looking to tie the type of material that she's using into the type of lounge or do something contrasting? What's the best way ahead there? Look, I don't think it really matters in in this instance, I would just like to see a range of patterns and textures. So the way that you get those different textures is by choosing cushions that are made out of different materials. So um, there might be a nice linen one in there that's quite sort of um, bobbly in texture. There could be a wool or a cable knit, which is a really nice option, especially moving into winter. It's more about, um, for me, again, breaking up that brown with some of these nice shades of blue. And I'd be going from a really sort of bright electric blue all the way through to a pastel. You want a nice mix in there. You don't want everything looking too dark dark, because yeah. um, you're trying to make this space feel a lot fresher and more modern. I think that's a trap you could fall in in terms of the colour palette. But what about, do they all have to be uniform or can they be different shapes and sizes as well? I would say there's three different shapes that you see cushions in. Obviously square, everybody knows that. Sometimes they're um, 45 by 45 centimetres is a fairly common cushion size. Sometimes you get a little bit bigger than that. The other one is your rectangular cushion and then sometimes you see a round cushion. So personally in a living room, I like a mix between square and rectangular. If Jess had a three-seater lounge, I'd be looking at three or four cushions and say three of those would be square and you'd throw in one rectangular one just to make it a little bit different. And do you put two at either end? Do you put them all together? Does it matter? 
there's no hard and fast rules. Have a play around with it. You know, in real family life, things are never always going to look exactly the same. So some days you might have two on each side. Another day it might be three and one, or you might put one on your occasional chair. You know, you don't need to worry about that. You just need to worry about injecting some of this new colour and texture onto this brown blob that's in the middle of your living room. So the OCD amongst us should just uh, relax yeah. and, 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 and enjoy it. That would be you. <laughs> So we've got the cushion sorted now. We've got uh, a nice crisp white wall, or maybe a uh, a, a light grey. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what else can Jess do to to break things up and add a bit more depth and some more layers in the room? Definitely, an artwork would be another great option. Uh, and I would be using the cushions that you've selected as a nice starting point for the kinds of colours that you um, would want to introduce with the artwork. And could you do it the other way around as well? Like, could you pick an artwork and then pull colours out of that for cushions? Absolutely. You could do that if you came across an artwork that you really fell Loved. in love with. But what I find with um, with a lot of people that maybe are lacking a little bit of confidence in how to get started, artworks seem like a big, scary option to try and make that choice from the get-go. Whereas cushions, there's so many around. They're a little bit more accessible. You could probably pick a few that you really liked uh, and that can be your starting point. Getting in there with cushions, it might be a little easier, you know, lower barrier to entry. And then once that's done, it's like, okay, got the cushions done. We've painted the wall. How do we then bring this now together? What? Yeah, that's right. And it, some, you know, sometimes you just need to make that start and then things begin to become a little bit more obvious to you as to what the next step is. What about the artwork then? When it comes to artworks, I always say go big. Because nothing looks worse than a wall that's got this lovely artwork on it, but it's way too small. Go big or go home. Yeah, yeah, definitely go big or go home. So <laughs> go as large as you can afford. It's probably going to be, you know, bigger is better. Obviously, the larger you go, the more you're going to pay. Are there some more affordable options uh, in terms of artwork? So would canvas tend to be a little bit cheaper than a, a framed print with a glass or perspex cover? Look, canvas can definitely be a more cost-effective option. That was one of the suggestions I was going to make to Jess, that she either looks for a canvas, which is probably going to be an abstract, and there's lots of options um, around for that. So one place I would recommend looking is um, a business called unitedinteriors.com.au. Used to be United Artworks. They've just uh, rebranded and refreshed. Yeah, but if you Google United Interiors, it'll definitely come up. My second option would be to go for perhaps a beautiful large-scale photo, which is which is a nice option that I'm seeing sort of pop up more and more now. Maybe in a landscape image would be really nice. And I think then you could really bring in those blues and greys and greens, which are going to complement. From the natural landscape. The natural landscape. I'm going to complement the wall colour, the sofa and the new cushions that we've talked about. Uh, and I'd be looking for a frame in either white or charcoal. The other question I had that I wanted to ask you was about flooring. Um, we don't know what the situation there is. It sounds like it's a lot of brown, so perhaps timber floorboards that might be a little old or aging. Mm-hmm. What can you do to sort of break that up? Is A rug, probably something in a grey would be a good option, uh, especially in a living room where you're going to have a you know a fair amount of traffic and you, perhaps you eat your meals at the at the sofa like <laughs> we sometimes do. Assuming the, the walls are white and not grey? No, that's okay. You can still have a grey sofa and have grey walls okay. because the grey that we're talking about for the walls isn't going to be really dark grey. It's quite soft. So, uh, and it's broken up by the darker brown lounge. That's right. Yep. So um, a grey 
grey rug in a nice um, like knitted texture would be good or, or a flat weave and I'd like to see the edges of the rugs um, underneath the sofa. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's my big bugbear. And and rugs are the same as artworks, aren't they? Go, go big or go home. Yes. Basically what you want is all the edges of your furniture, your, your occasional chairs and your sofa being on the edges of the rug and your coffee table should be completely on the rug. And that helps to tie the space together, doesn't it? It just anchors it and it creates that living zone and a lot of houses these days are very open plan and so rugs really help to create zones um, so it can really show you where that living area is as opposed to the dining area as opposed to the kitchen. And there's one other thing that I just remembered that Jess really needs to do and that's to add some metallics to the space. I think in Jess's space, given that there's, it sounds like there's already quite a bit of warmth there with the brown in the sofa and the timber, I think silver would be a good option for Jess as opposed to, you know, we, we see a lot of copper, which has been very popular and now brass is the new, the new trend, but silver is always going to be a bit of a mainstay when it comes to home accessories. So that just might be a few little trinkets on the coffee table. She could bring in some silver in her lamps, um, but I'd be looking for things that aren't too shiny. So we want some more matte finishes. Um, Maybe even some sort of hammered or beaten um, silver, which you see in some you know trays that you can put on your coffee table. That would be nice and would break up the timber. Why are you laughing at me? I'm just thinking that could be a job for uh, Jess's uh, man in her life, you know, bring something home that he doesn't really like and take to it with a hammer. <laughs> that sounds terrible. And no, you can buy them like that. You don't need to get anyone to do it for you. Rightio. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good starting point. So I think we've solved that design dilemma then to bring depth and some uh, layers to the room for Jess to break up the brown with a, a white wall, some great new cushions. An artwork, which mm-hmm. don't forget, go big or go home. Same with a rug, which would yes. help to uh, to anchor the room and bring it all together. And really, the the point is just to get started. It is, and I think you know, just have that. And it can be really difficult, but have that confidence to make a start. Start with something smaller, like we said, the cushions, and that's going to help you have the inspiration to make the larger choices to move forward. Good stuff. Well, Jess, uh, I hope that helped. And if you have a design dilemma that you want Lauren to deal with for you here on the Find It Style It podcast, just email. Email Lauren, lauren at finditstylet.com.au. And now, as they say, a little word from our sponsors. <laughs> Today's Find It Style It podcast is brought to you by Lauren's Seven Style Secrets Guide, which you can get at finditstylet.com.au. Just go to the registration page and some really great ways to show you how to make your home look magazine-worthy in seven easy steps. And it's only for subscribers, so... You know, you really have to get in on that secret. Absolutely. It's free as well. You just need to go to finditstylet.com.au forward slash registration. There's been plenty of people signing up there recently, and that's not the only perk you get. Yes, you also get uh, a 10% off your first styling project with me, which is very exciting. That is good. Nice little saving. Great saving. Well, I say 10, 10 in the hand is worth, well, how many in the bush? I don't know. I don't think they say that at all. <laughs> They may not say that, but they may say, please make my home look like something out of a magazine. And you can do that if you sign up at finditstylet.com.au slash registration to get the seven style secrets guide into your inbox straight away. Well, Scott, now it's time to talk trends and where better to start than a little chat about what's happening online this week in our segment, hashtag that. Hashtag that, and we are hashtagging... Well, look, brace yourselves for some terrible Italian pronunciations about to (laughs) hit the airwaves. Today, I want to talk about the Milan Furniture Fair, which is um, actually really known. Are you ready for this? It's the Salone del Mobile. 2016. 
So the Milan Furniture Fair is a massive trade event that's held every year, obviously, in Milan, and it's pretty much the event for interiors, furniture and decor, and it's super high-end. But what you find is whatever's exhibited at the Milan Furniture Fair over the next two to three years, these are the the trends and the types of items that you'll see trickle down into the stores where all of us can afford to shop. That's right. Normal people. Normal people that don't want to spend $40,000 on a sofa. Yeah, but the cool thing about this is the the inspiration and the just the beautiful imagery, some of the stuff that we've seen online this week coming from the show. Oh, it's gorgeous. And you, you can't doubt the quality and the design workmanship that's gone into, you know, putting these collections uh, together. And it's 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 a really beautiful visual feast to, uh, to lay your eyes on and then try and find somewhere that you can buy it that's uh, a little bit more healthy on the back pocket. And this is a pretty seriously big event. 55 years it's been going for, and they're expecting over 300,000 visitors over the course of a week and uh, over the course of like multiple locations in Milan. It's full on. Yeah, it t- pretty much takes over the whole city. And yeah, Is it like the Olympics, that kind of scale? It's or? like the Olympics for furniture. <laughs> and the Italians are like the world champions. And you want to come away with a gold medal? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm in training to go. Excellent. Um, maybe not, obviously not this year, maybe not next year, but it's definitely on the bucket list. You're, on, you're sort of at Commonwealth Games level hoping to qualify to get to the uh, the Olympics yeah, at some stage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I should tell you there are a couple of hashtags that you can, uh, you can use to look at these beautiful images on Instagram. We will put them in the show notes because they're a little bit tricky. They're tricky to pronounce, let alone spell. Um, it's hashtag Salon de Mobile 2016 and hashtag iSaloni. 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 Sounds, sounds like, like a, a salami. salami. <laughs> oh, jinx. <laughs> uh, so they're the two hashtags. There's also an official uh, Milan Furniture Fair Instagram account, which is at iSaloni official. Uh, and yeah, I really recommend everyone jumps on there and has a look to see, you know, what your homes are going to be looking like in the next, you know, two to three years if you're in the market for some new furniture and homewares. And what are some of the trends you've been seeing coming out of Milan so far? The biggest trend, and this is going to be massive, I think, watch this blow up, is all about coloured glass. It's got a lot of history in Italy, in Venice. and Yeah, especially, um, have you heard of the island of Murano in Venice? I haven't. I've been there. It's really beautiful. That's where they do all the glass blowing. Um, So they create beautiful vases and other decorative items. They do jewellery and it's all... Yeah, gorgeous coloured glass. So, yeah, it does kind of make sense now that you mention it that that this could be a big trend that comes out of the Milan Furniture Fair. Uh, it's going to be massive. And then coming back through to how this might come into the big commercial players over the next couple of years, it might just be elements of that or or the, the most sort of commercially acceptable or the... Um... Accessible, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think lighting is going to, it's, you know, that's really going to be a big way that, um, that the masses are going to be able to access this trend and also, you know, accessories like your spoke about bowls and, and decor accessories. Anything else to keep an eye out for before we uh, wrap hashtag that? Yeah, there's a couple more trends. Don't rush me. So the next one is round <laughs> and spherical lighting. Yep. So, you know, pendants that are literally like a, a big ball on the end of a, a, a nice metallic fixture. Because we've seen lots of like uh, timber fittings uh, for lighting the last sort of three or four years, haven't we? Yeah, well, I think that's a Scandinavian influence, um, but this is probably a bit more of an opulent look. And I think it's got a bit of a nod to the 80s. 90s in a more contemporary refined way. Okay. Another thing I was interested in seeing is fringing coming into soft furnishing and even light fittings through the use of metallic fringing. 
I think, again, it's sort of showing this sort of bit more luxurious, opulent look coming through and it'll be really interesting to see how the high street stores interpret that trend um, for, for the home in the coming years. Anything in terms of colours for, for fabrics and uh, you know soft furnishings? Probably two things. One, I saw quite a bit of striped fabrics on chairs in a range of colours. There didn't seem to be any, you know, particular hue. Um, so I think that's going to it's going to be big. Uh, and also ombre. So that's the movement of colour from dark through to light. So okay. I saw some sofas where the bottom of the sofa near where your feet would be was light, and then as it gradually went up, it became darker blue. Like a so hypercolour couch. Hypercolour, tie-dye, a bit like balayage for the hair. The ladies will know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But I would recommend you also have a look at the Vogue Living Instagram page because they've been there this week and have been keeping a really good eye on all the trends and and obviously making their way around the massive uh, halls of all these products to to let us know what's happening. And the guest on our next episode of the Find It Style It podcast is in Milan as well. We'll tell you more about that shortly, but check out at Vogue Living on Instagram for some great coverage of the event. Find it. Style it. It's been a big few weeks for you and for Find It, Style It. It has. I'm exhausted, but I've been very excited. (laughs) Yeah, lots happening. The official launch of Find It, Style It and the Find It, Style It podcast at Life Interiors here in Sydney uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was a great VIP event with uh, some media, uh, clients and family and friends, which was great to share it with. Yeah, it was. And and it was was so nice to have those clients along as well that I've been through, you know, the projects with and, and help them create a home that they love and to have them there to celebrate with me was really special. And out of that, you've been recognised with a couple of pieces published in the last couple of weeks uh, on Homes to Love, which is the digital platform for Bell Magazine and... Real Living and House and Garden. Excellent. And the Huffington Post as well? Yes, Huffington Post. So it's it's been quite fun writing these articles for them and uh, sort of sharing a bit of my design styling expertise with a wider audience and yeah. And Huffington Post talking about uh, reality TV. Yeah, well, the reality uh, renovation sort of season is has already kicked off and uh, we've still got the block to come. So, yeah, it's about getting yourself prepared for how to cope with that onslaught. And part of that preparation has involved you talking to one of the people who really kicked off uh, the renovation reality TV blitz that we've seen on our TV screens over the last 20 years. In America, you say bathing room because bathroom means a very different thing over there. Um, we call that a dunny. <laughs> and some other things too. We won't go there. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I went on Oprah. Um, I said to her, oh, we're really great with pot plants over in Australia. And she goes, uh, Jamie, you're an American now. We call them um, container plants, not pot. Don't use the word pot. That's another thing. <laughs> That's a whole other thing over there. So anyway, so I learned a lot of faux pas in my time with her, which was great. That was Jamie Jury, who's going to be our next guest on the Find It Style It podcast. And uh, it was really great to have a chat with him about his design process and about Oprah, about uh, reality TV and how he got involved with that from the beginning. Yeah, his time on the block, he was the first host of the block with Scotty Camp. He was. Well, Backyard Blitz as well, and he won numerous Logies, and it was great to chat with him about that and and sustainability as well. Yeah, the environmental stuff is really important to him. He's really passionate about that. And it forms part of his design philosophy, which you talked to him about in depth. Yeah, we did, so you can uh, look forward to listening to that next time. Shake it! 
So that is the Find It, Style It podcast for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, you can uh, let us know by emailing lauren at finditstyleit.com.au or leave a review on Stitcher or on iTunes. Let other people know what you thought of it too. Um, five-star review would hurt. We'd love that. Oh, we'd love that. And then we'd love to share those uh, back with the audience too. We've had some great ones in the last couple of weeks. Diamond Styler has uh, left a review on iTunes saying that I've thoroughly enjoyed the Find It Style It podcast so far. Unreal to hear a podcast dedicated to interior design. I love listening to it while I'm at the gym. Thank you, Lauren, for your inspiration. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that we had that. That's lovely. Thank you, Diamond Styler. Top work. And uh, if you want to leave a review as well, please go ahead. Get in touch with Lauren if you have a design dilemma that you want solved here on the Find It Style It podcast. I love design dilemmas. Lauren at finditstylet.com.au. And, of course, don't forget as well the, the Seven Secrets Guide which you can sign up for, finditstyleit.com.au slash registration. So that's it for today, and we'll look forward oh, to bringing can't you... can we talk some more? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, we can. I've got all day. <laughs> you put me on the spot now. I've, I've kind of used up all my words. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you save them okay. for when you chat with Jamie Jury next week Yes. on the Find It Style podcast. See you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.